you want real healing. You want to see the world in color again, to walk outside and not feel like the weight of the world is sitting on top of your shoulders. You want all that, but that desire is confronted by guilt in the idea of moving on. After all, how can you even think about enjoying life if your loved one has died? How can you enjoy life now that they won't be a part of it? The world without your loved one seems less than, and because this was never a part of what you had planned or even saw coming, moving on seems wrong, and moving on with joy, well, that seems ridiculous. And you live in fear of not being able to move beyond where you are today. So we're going to talk about what to do with the conflict between moving forward and what feels like disrespecting or dishonoring your loved one. Is there ever a time that it's okay to do so? Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Another thank you is in order as we have hit over 5,000 downloads as of this week. You know, I can be a nerd with numbers and statistics, but the growth is because of you and the win is in the impact represented by the numbers. So again, thank you for being here and for showing up for your healing. Please keep sharing it with your church or anyone else who's going through the hardest season of their life. Let's also recognize Singapore, our spotlight country, and one of 36 where this podcast is downloaded. And as far as the U.S., California has taken over as the state with the most downloads. I share these as tangible reminders of the need for Christian grief support and the fact that you are certainly not alone as you walk out the hardest season of your life. You know, as you live your daily life in grief, the desire to be better is your greatest hope and goal because you're scared it won't ever happen. Not having the pain, confusion, fear, and all the other frustrations of grief would be the most awesome thing in the world right now. To feel just a little normalcy, like in your life before grief, would be more valuable than gold today. The minutes, hours, and days, they turn into weeks and months, and then you pile the frustration of where you aren't onto all the other grief stuff. When will it get better? Will I ever feel normal? Is there life after grief? The daily grind of living everyday life, praying, reading, and rising, and listening to this podcast 
Those are all milestones in your healing. And they're leading you to the point of actually moving forward and creating a new life for yourself. If you just cringed from hearing that, creating a new life for yourself, you might not be ready. Not yet. And that's fine. But if there was no emotional feeling, or if you're ready to hear more, these are all indications of where you are. You see them as your crazy emotions, but these are the mile markers in your journey. Even the frustration of not being where you want to be, that's part of the process and progress. And that's when the next confusing and opposite of grief hits you. You want real healing. You want to see the world in color again, to walk outside and not feel like the weight of the world is sitting on top of your shoulders. You want all of that. But then that desire is confronted by guilt. Guilt in the idea of moving on. After all, how could you even think about enjoying, keyword there, enjoying a life if your loved one has died? How can you enjoy life now if they won't be a part of it? You never thought you'd be here, that you would be the bereaved, that you would view the world so differently. And you live in fear of not being able to move beyond where you are today. The world without your loved one seems less than And because this was never a part of what you had planned or even saw coming, moving on seems wrong and moving on with joy. Well, that just seems ridiculous. What do you do with this conflict between moving forward and what feels like disrespecting or dishonoring your loved one? I remember being so tired of feeling bad, being weary of hurting that believing it could be different would have been incredible. When I thought about moving forward, I thought there was going to be this discrete change from loss and pain into building a new future. See, in my mind, the past would be compartmentalized as the past. I would view it with a smile and gratitude, and I would move into this new future. (laughs) I don't know if you thought this too, but it is certainly not the case, because you got to dance with this one as well. In the beginning of this dance, you have the thoughts of moving forward, and they are immediately shut down by the sadness of your grief. Guilt for thinking you could move on hits you so hard, you don't think about a future again for a while. The next time the thought comes, and this is not always a conscious thing, but the next time the thought comes, you might have the same reaction. Over time, and with you putting effort into your healing, The overwhelming sadness at the idea of a different life becomes a little less overwhelming. This is another one of those dances with the opposite emotions. You'll cry when you think about moving forward, and you'll cry with the idea of staying where you are. And of course, those tears just keep coming, regardless of which side of the dance you are on. At some point, the idea of staying where you are becomes more sad and tiring, than the idea of moving forward. It's really an interesting shift, but be clear, you're going to feel the emotions of both sides, even though they are opposite. Don't let that freak you out or make you think that it's wrong to move forward. It is not wrong. It's just not easy. And I think I need to say that again for somebody listening. It is not wrong to move forward. You know, there is no end to your loved one's involvement in your life, but it feels like a choice between past and future. Moving on doesn't mean 
that you're leaving your loved one behind. That distinction is so important for you right now. Getting a life may feel dishonoring to your loved one, but not getting one is dishonoring to God. He still has a future for you. I know that because you're still here. I know that because he took a mess like me and turned my future into nothing less than a miracle. God can still do all things. From the impossible, he'll do a miracle. That's lyrics from our song this week. If you're wondering how long it will be before you desire or even are agreeable to move forward to build a different life, well, there's no set time frame. You know by now that everyone experiences grief differently, and the timeline to even begin thinking about moving forward is going to be unique to you. My timeline for everything (laughs) made me feel like a turtle. No, it made me feel like a sloth. I think sloths are cute, but if you watch them move, it can be so irritating because it's so slow, and that's grief. But when you start feeling this dance between staying where you are and moving forward, this is the beginning of a transition. Just sit with that for a moment. This is progress, even if it hurts. Because of the pain and confusion, you might think that you're falling back to the beginning again, but you're not. This is another layer of change. The beginning of the dance may happen for you within six months, but more than likely, you'll feel glimpses of it within the first year. I had glimpses in the first year, but it took me well into my second year to stop the questioning enough for acceptance and to be able to move forward. Next, what do you do when this starts to happen? If you're wondering if there's something you can do to make it happen faster, well, not really. But there is something you can do that will make it harder on you. Don't try to make it happen. (laughs) Don't will it to happen. Don't try harder to get better. Allow the dance to play itself out. Allow the back and forth that's going on in your head and your heart and know that you are normal and that this is a big step in your healing. You are progressing. You are doing good. Remember in all of this, not to compare your life right now with others. What God has for you is for you alone. And if you are still shocked that you must walk this road without your loved one, know that your pain and your path are not in vain. A better tomorrow will come. I can't tell you exactly when, but I can tell you with certainty that it will. Your journey works or the work of your journey for this week are three things. One, be aware of where you are. So have you had any of those thoughts of moving forward just to get it upside the head with guilt and sadness? Did you back off? Did you think about it some more? How did you react? Just kind of be aware of where you're standing right now. Number two, pray, read, and rise, of course. But specifically for this week, just ask God to quiet your questions and to help you not be so hard on yourself. Number three, meditate on our verse of the week. It is in John 16, verse 20. Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. Actually, read all of John 16. (laughs) It's when Jesus is preparing his disciples for his impending death. But this chapter is also applicable to our current times. God is telling them that he will leave but that an advocate will come to help them. 
and he's speaking about the Holy Spirit. And then he compares the grief they're going to feel in verse 21 to a woman giving birth to a child. It says, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take that away from you. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. And at the end of the chapter, Jesus asks them, Do you finally believe? In fact, you're about to make a run for it, saving your own skins and abandoning me. <laughs> but I'm not abandoned. The Father is with me. I've told you all this, so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart, I've conquered the world. I'm leaving you with that. Because God has conquered the world, it leaves you unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. Yes and amen. Look, if you need more individualized help, I do have a few spots available for grief coaching. And don't worry, it doesn't matter where you are in the grief process. Now, this is for you if you don't know what to do next. Some of you want a single session to map out your next best steps instead of ongoing coaching. And that's working well because there's no pressure to continue. Either way, a single next step session or ongoing coaching, you'll be in a safe place of understanding where I can help you navigate your grief. Go to grieftogreatday.com. That's grief, the number two, greatday.com to set up your session today. If you want to be among others who understand the pain of grief and the desire to move forward with God at the center, join us in the Grief Group for Christian Women Facebook community. I'm in awe of these women, and I'm thankful to be able to offer this private community. I promise it is a safe place because I'm very protective of it. If you don't have a church home, come visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to both the Facebook group and Open Door Church are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember, it is not wrong to move forward. Also remember who holds your future. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps, however small or sloth-like, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over but a great day is something you can get to.